Hello, and welcome to Human of the Year. I'm Laura Krejcia, fan of humans, and this is the podcast where you get one interesting human, one interesting conversation every week. Hey guys, before we get to the episode, I just wanted to keep you updated on a little bit of news of what's going on. Uh, I just wanted to clarify a couple things because I know these episode releases have been a little bit sporadic in the couple past couple weeks, and I'm bummed that I haven't been able to be more consistent. So first of all, you may have read in my Facebook post this morning, um, I've been extremely busy with work, staying late most nights and working on the weekends sometimes. Generally pretty exhausted from all that, and it's been a little bit tough to kind of keep up with the episodes every week. Um, Not saying that's my excuse, but that's my excuse. (laughs) So here's what I'm going to do about that to make sure that I'm, you know, making a commitment to this podcast that I can actually follow through with, you know, that's reasonable to my time constraints, but also urges me to take the time to do the interviews and edit because it's something I really like doing and I don't want to lose track of doing it all together. So first, I'm going to start doing one episode every other week. So instead of once a week, it'll be once every two weeks with a newsletter in between. So podcast one week, Newsletter next week, podcast newsletter, you get the idea. Which means there will be content every Tuesday like normal, but sometimes you will be hearing me talking and sometimes it will be Amanda sending out a newsletter to your mailbox. P.S. Everyone should sign up for the newsletter. It's going to be really awesome and exciting and I'm really happy to say that it's going to come out soon. So go to the website and sign up. Uh, So speaking of Amanda... I wanted to mention her because um, I know a lot of people kind of ask me what her role is in the podcast as, you know, she has a bio on the website and uh, I mention her every week, give her a shout out in the podcast, but we don't actually hear her voice. Uh, Except for, side note, if you listen to episode two. If you haven't, you should go back and listen to episode two where I talk to Amanda about tech. Uh, But besides that, she actually does play a pretty big role in the podcast. She is my advisor. She is basically the person that helps me keep on track with the episodes when we're both not crazy busy in the summer (laughs) and make sure I don't say anything stupid or offensive. She helps me with strategy and kind of big picture stuff um, and helps me plan exciting new projects like the newsletter. So I'm really excited about the fact that Amanda will be actually hopping on the mic with me again throughout the summer uh, to help with interviews, and she will be kind of heading the newsletter project. Um, So basically, this is what happens when you and your partner are actually in the same city for the summer. (laughs) Big thanks. Uh, So there's definitely a lot going on, but it's really exciting, and hopefully, you know, we're really excited to get back into the groove get the newsletter up and running and get out some good episodes with some really high quality interviews. So without further ado, here's Fran. Got my day up on the roof. There's nothing like this type of view. Point the clicker at the two. I prefer Hi Fran. Hi. How's it going? This feels awkward because we know. just talked for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. Like you already know how I'm doing, so <laughs> don't really want to get into that again. <laughs> that's fine. Um, so 
how do we how do we know each other and uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I know you because you're my mentee from Marketing mentee. Society, <laughs> which is the best club at NYU Stern. Oh, by and far. NYU in general. Of course. Um, if you have any interest in marketing whatsoever, you should definitely join. It is not exclusive to Stern students. Um, and you and, get a mentor. Yeah, we have, uh, we have, I'm not even in the club anymore. <laughs> uh, there's a mentorship program, um, and you get paired up with someone who knows a little bit more than you do. Um, not necessarily a, a whole lot, lot more. but, <laughs> um, and you can just, me. like, hang out and get tea, which is what we like to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm still, like, kind of your mentor, even though I don't go to school anymore. Definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, so... That's how we that's, know each other. Yeah, that's how we know each other. Um, and I am Fran, and <laughs> I graduated from Stern last year with a marketing degree, and I currently work at an advertising agency, um, and I am an assistant account executive. What does that mean for people who aren't in the ad world? So if you work on the account team, um, you're basically like – a middleman between the client and internal teams. And internal teams could be anyone from, like, the creative team, um, strategy, uh, producers, um, finance, uh, all, all of the departments. Um, and basically, you, like, pass information from one side to the other. Um, and it's not exclusive to clients. You also um, have contact with media partners, PR partners, search partners, um, yeah, basically everyone. Uh, so what does that, like, look like, say you, your client is, I don't know, Airbnb, and they come oh. to you, what, like, well, what, what do you do in, in the yeah, process? Yeah, so Airbnb would be like, well, they'd be like, hey, we have a problem, because, <laughs> because people example. are being discriminated against, oh. yeah, okay, so let's just say, my client uh, it does face wash. Okay. Mm. So they'd be like, hey, you know, um, we, you know, our face wash is for teens and we want to do um, a paid campaign on Instagram and Facebook. Um, that's it. And they're like, we want to feature these products and, you know, we, we want it to be around back to school. So then basically what an account person would do would be like, hey, creative team, like, this is the assignment. You know, you have to do this number of posts. This is what the focus is. Um, and, you know, we, we would have them work with a social strategist who would help create the brief. Um, and then they would make the posts, and then we'd bring them back to a client and be like, hey, do you like this? And they'd be like, yeah, except not these things. And then, like, can you fix them? And then the creative team would fix it. <laughs> and then eventually, you know, we would connect with the media company, and they would get, uh, you know, put paid behind it, and it would go live, and then people would see it and like it, and things like that. That's like a, ter not terrible, but like a no, very a overview. basic, yeah, yeah, non-complicated way to describe describe a complicated yeah. process. Yeah, cool. Something I think is really cool is the fact that you actually got to see one of your ads that you had. Oh, yeah, I did. So um, you made an ad, basically, right? Well, so I we didn't make the ad. Our um, Paris part like agency like our agency that's in Paris made it but I released it to print 
So, like, if I wasn't there, it wouldn't have gone in the magazine. Mm-hmm. It and was you like, saw it in front yeah, of you. I did. Like, I, I was like, happen. I was in a Dwayne Reed and I was going to check out. And then I was like, wait a minute, there's magazines in this like checkout area. <laughs> and I was like, what issue is it in? I was like, oh, it's in Allure. Like, let me page through it. And I had to page through basically the entire thing. And like, five, I told like five people to go in front of me because I couldn't find it yet. And then finally I saw it and I was like, Wow, like here it is. Oh, I also saw um, that's TV. So satisfying. I know. I saw um, the TV ads too. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I trafficked those as well. And um, that's so cool. I was I was at home for a weekend, and I forget what show my mom and I were watching, but it came on, and my mom was like, "Is that it?" And I was like, "Yes, there it is." And we have the kind of TV that you can rewind, so we watched it twice. And I was like, "Yeah, that commercial is." is it was a lot of work to, because the files came from Paris, so we had to cut them for for the right size, and like you have to do it in, like for regular TV and direct response TV, and like HD sizes and and SD sizes, and like it's a whole thing, and then you have to put them on YouTube and like ah yeah, but I I saw it, um, and you know if you go on. Uh, well, okay, so I work on Clean and Clear. If you go on social, you will see social posts up now that I've touched. Up, cool. in, up until, um, like, October, about last year. Mm-hmm. All of that I've worked on. It's so, so cool. That's such a cool thing about advertising is, like, you get to see this, like, product that mm-hmm. you've actually created. Yeah. And you know that a lot of people will, will also see. Yeah, yeah, I know, because cool. there are likes on Instagram, so you can measure that. <laughs> Yeah, it's very yeah. measurable, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's cool. And um, the, the print ads and the TVCs for um, the other brand that I work on, the sales have gone up a lot. And it's because we, we started this new campaign, and it's it's a lot different look and feel from what the brand used to do. So, And a, a lot of people really like it. And, like, everyone on the brand side really likes it. And I'm just glad that the client is happy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like because um, that's the most important thing mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. to make the client happy. Yeah, I can imagine sometimes it would be difficult to match up what you want to do with what the client wants to do or what the yeah. creative wants to it's do. Yeah, it's also, you know, you have the constraints of, like, money and time and, like, what's actually feasible because mm-hmm. um, the client's like, we want all these things, and we're like, you're going to have to give us more money and mm-hmm. or we're going to miss the deadline if you want all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about compromise, too. Um, you know, making sure that the client feels comfortable with what you're able to do and, like, not over-promising things. Um, we use the word align a lot. <laughs> going to align on this. Like, this are we aligned? <laughs> it's like, ugh. It's, it's not my uh, favorite word, so many, but, so it, yeah, it happens all the time. and, like, weird things at work. Like, people always say, like, action they're like oh uh what are we gonna do to action this like, really is that can you just say like <laughs> what are we gonna do to like make this happen or yeah. like i don't know yeah we don't use that or but what I, are we gonna do like yeah. why can't we just stop there i hope we never do i like don't Ugh, want that to start worst. entering the vocabulary yeah no, yeah i'm not i'm not into that one yeah ours is always a line yeah. And as an account person, you have to align with the creative team, you have mm-hmm. to align with the strategist, you have to align with the client, you have to align with the media partner, you have to align with the PR partner. Mm-hmm. It's like aligning everywhere. It's like synergies. It's just like, <laughs> what does that word mean? It's crazy. No, seriously, like, yeah. I, I thought it was just like a descriptor, like align, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But it actually has like economic value. Mm-hmm. 
So what is that? How do you even define that? I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some financy way to define it. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, um, you know, advertising is similar places, but I feel like it depends, you know, wherever you end up, they'll have different buzzwords that, like, mm-hmm. everyone uses all the time. Yeah, and then you f- yeah, it's totally a culture thing. And then you find yourself using it outside yes. of work, and you're like, I'm like, why would I ever align to anything outside of work? Like, I'm talking to my friend. Why are we... <laughs> Like, are we aligned to these plans of going out? Like, no, that's so weird. That's so funny. Yeah. Or, oh, I was just telling someone this yesterday. A lot of things, one thing that people do a lot, like, at work, is if you are emailing someone for the first time, or Mm -hmm. if you're CC'd on an email with a new person, Mm -hmm. they'll come back on the email and say, great to meet you over email. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's so funny. It's like, oh. What a polite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, I write, and I mean, and this is like a thing. Uh, so when I text, right, I use proper punctuation right, and right, right. capitalization and mm-hmm. things like that. And uh, it's a little controversial because people will read it as me being upset or angry at them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's not mm-hmm. true. That's just how I text um, and message. So I feel like in the business world, I'm like, already ready to send like professional email you know what I mean like yeah I don't yeah, yeah. I don't like a not capitalize things or punctuate things correctly like mm-hmm. outside of work so like when I get to work I, my my emails are like super professional yeah, yeah and I'm yeah. like I've been training for this my whole life yeah yeah I'm the same way maybe mm-hmm. not with texting but like I'm the same way with emailing and whatever I always use like punctuation I always spell things out and mm. like make sure there's no contractions like mm. whatever and then, like, people always come back with my emails. Like, I feel like the higher up people are, the less formal their emails oh, are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably because they just don't have time. Right, and they... But and my they... boss said, literally sent me an email with, like, uh, this looks like V-nice or something. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, my boss just said V. That's really funny. I actually... Be good, be good. Okay, so I do use that in, in messaging. You do? Yes, I, I do. I... I really like it but I, I, I don't like saying it like that. out loud but I like reading yeah, it yeah yeah it sounds awkward out loud yeah I felt awkward saying this now <laughs> and yeah. also just picturing him saying it now yeah is that's really funny when it's your boss yeah <laughs> that's funny that is funny yeah that was a good one anyway anyway so we decided we wanted to talk about something that we thought a lot of people don't like talking about which is always yeah. fun which is mental health. Yeah. Just kind of like a taboo issue, which I'm not really sure why. Um, yeah, I feel like it goes back like a really long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was if like, people, sorry. If you, oh no, like if you have issues, like first of all, like don't share them with other people. Like it stays mm-hmm. within the family. And then second, like that's just like wrong. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to associate with you because of that. So I, I've had, um, a few therapists. So uh, when I was a junior, my grandmother passed away um, right at the beginning of school, and it was, like, really hard, you know, and I went to a therapist pretty soon. It was, like, grief therapy. It's called bereavement therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, She, like, wasn't very helpful. She... Had you ever had therapy before? No. So this is my first experience, Mm -hmm. and I I had never thought I would need it. Like, I, I thought I was, like you know, pretty happy, whatever, um, and I had friends in the beginning of school, like, when I was a freshman, um, 
who went to therapy and I was like good for them like it was never like a taboo thing for me but it was just like I don't I don't know if I would ever need it but then um after my grandma passed away I was really upset uh so I did bereavement therapy but my first therapist I would I always met with her on Fridays and I would cry all week and then when I got there on Friday like I wouldn't want to talk about anything and all she would suggest was like going to the gym and I didn't like the gym, and I was like, the, I don't really think that's going to help, you know, like, you know, this isn't, like, is there anything else Whatever that you is. can suggest? So, <laughs> Just go to the gym. I only saw her a couple times, and I was like, you know what, I think it's too soon. Mm-hmm. So then, I stopped going. Well, what pushed you to that point? Like, what, what made you think, like, oh, I'm experiencing grief beyond what, like, a normal person might be able to handle without, you know, So I. Help? Like, right after it happened, I was just, like, upset. Like I said, I would, like, cry all week. And I couldn't – it was, like, affecting schoolwork and things like that. And I was, like, well, this isn't good. Like, this isn't healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is healthy to grieve, but – and people do it in different ways. But for me, it was, like, affecting what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So after I stopped seeing her, I started having um, anxiety attacks when I was going to sleep. Um, I would start to fall asleep, but then I'd feel like I wasn't breathing which is, like, a really, really scary feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was kind of related to I was having, like, negative thought spirals. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, well, this is not good, you know. So I went back to the health center. Um, By the way, just a note. So the health center, if you go to NYU, like, definitely take advantage of it. Um, Sometimes it's, like, a hit. Sometimes it's a miss. But, um, you know, like – I'll, I'll explain, but I, I found someone really good the third time I tried. Um, but yeah, so I went and I talked to, um, I got a new uh, psychiatrist and um, or therapist, uh, and she was a little bit better. She was helping me with like breathing exercises and meditation, um, and they have these po- like, not podcasts, but like recordings of someone who like helps you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, the relaxation. Uh, yeah. What is it called? Yeah. Wait. The relaxation, um, like pad or something. I don't even. Wait. Remember. It's, it's like a progressive muscle relaxation. Like so, something like that. Yeah. You it was look it like, up on YouTube if you ever have trouble falling asleep because <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. It works um, every time. <laughs> so I well so it wasn't it actually wasn't working for me and I was like well like I need to go to sleep because what would happen is like. I, I'd be okay during the day and then I get super anxious and I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. And then like the next day I would be like irritated because I hadn't been sleeping. Right. And then like, it just kept getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then I, you know, my therapist recommended, um, seeing a psychologist, which is someone who can prescribe medication. And I was like, is Is that the opposite? Is it the opposite? Yeah. Okay. Is it? Psychiatrist can prescribe. Okay, well, whatever way it is, she, she told me to go to the other person, whoever can prescribe medication. Is it really? I think a psychiatrist prescribes. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure either. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, okay, medication, like, like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try it. I'm going to be open-minded about mm-hmm. it. Maybe it'll help. So, um, I was, uh, on a, uh, anti-anxiety, anxiety pill that I would take half an hour before I went to sleep. And when I first started taking it, like, I actually fell asleep and I was like, this is good, wow. you know, mm-hmm. like, 
I'm I'm rested at least not maybe not well rested but mm-hmm. rested like I was catching up on my sleep I was able to you know pay more attention in in class um and like get back to life and mm-hmm. I only took it for as long as I needed so it was like a combination of that and like talking to the therapist mm-hmm. um and working through some things so I saw her through the end of the year then <laughs> She was going to Abu Dhabi, the Abu Dhabi oh. camp- campus. So I, in the summer, I like didn't really, like I think I called her once, um, but then I had to start over again. So senior year, I got a different therapist, and she was the best one. She was great. She, because I was still, like at at that point, I wasn't like upset all the time, and I wasn't really taking the medication anymore, and like, but there were still some things like it was coming up on the anniversary of her death, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this, like, I don't know if yeah. I'm going to be okay, like, I don't want to be in a place where I can't do other things, mm-hmm. and especially that semester, I was vice president of marketing society, I had a really cool internship, like, I was finally taking classes that I really cared about, mm-hmm. and I didn't want that, like... This is so interesting, I've never heard anyone, like, think about anxiety or something like that, depression, in a way, like before it happens as mm-hmm. something that's like okay I know this is a handicap that I have like mm-hmm. in hindsight or like in before this happens I'm gonna right. do whatever I can to keep myself healthy you yeah I mean? that's that's crazy yeah so um so like I, I started seeing this new woman and she was really good about asking me questions to help me see a different perspective that's I find, like, therapists are really good at that, you know? So um, one thing I was worried about was not visiting my grandma's grave um, because the time I went after the funeral, I, like, cried so hard that I couldn't stand, and my brother had to hold me up. And I was like, I don't want that to be my experience every time. Like, I want to be at a place where, yeah, if I cry, I can still, like, you know, have a a nice, peaceful moment at the grave. So my therapist was just like so what if you don't go? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, what if you don't go? Like, what's going to happen? And I was like, nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Like, my family will still love me. Like, my grandma will still love me. Like, nothing's going to, and I was like, that was like a breakthrough for me. And it was just like, I was so bogged down and like, like, I feel like I have to go. I have this obligation, but like, I know my grandma wouldn't want me to go until I like felt good about it, you know? So it was like, I was like, wow, okay. So when that semester ended, I didn't go back Mm because I felt like finally in a place where I was like, okay, you know, like I have a handle on my grieving. Like I'm obviously still upset about it. Like Mm -hmm. even now it's like not a great thing to lose someone you love. Um, But I was like, okay, like good, feel Mm -hmm. good. So then I wasn't in therapy for the rest of the year, anything like that. Then I started my new job, um, and we were understaffed, and um, I was given a lot of responsibility and not a lot of guidance, so that was stressing me out, Um, and it stressed me out so much that I had, um, like, chest pains, Mm -hmm. and that was really scary again, like, when your body is giving you a message, like, hey, like, pay attention to me. This is crazy. Okay, interesting point to pause on. Yeah. 
physical manifestations of stress are so real. Mm-hmm. One time it was like having stomach problems, like she was ser- like having serious stomach problems. Mm-hmm. We thought she was sick, but it was happening for weeks on end. She went to the doctor and they were like, you need to like back off on school. Like you're seriously just way too stressed. Mm-hmm. And that, and like as soon as she started sleeping more and like, yeah, you know, took a look at it, it was like all of her yeah, my, my problem, I, I wasn't sleeping enough, I wasn't eating enough, I just wasn't mm. taking care of myself, mm. because my job became everything, because I had so much to do, like, I launched a campaign by myself, which right. was really crazy, because that's, like, brands depend on that, you know, and it, and I didn't feel like I should be in that situation, but there wasn't anything I could do, like, I wasn't getting a lot of help from, like, my team, mm-hmm. um, so... So yeah, so I got my heart checked out, and the cardiologist was like, yeah, your heart's healthy. Like, you have a healthy heart. You're fine. Um, It's stress-related. And I was like, that's a problem. So I was like, well, you know, I need to do something about it. So I started seeing a new therapist, um, and I still see her now. And it was just basically, you know, the way it started and the way it's progressed is to help me deal with work. Um, It's like it's hard to transition into adulthood after you graduate. Like there's a lot, there's a lot. And, and especially to start a new job, like full time, um, and to be given a lot of responsibility. Like I work really hard and my team sees that. So they give me a lot to do, but sometimes I like don't necessarily know how to handle it. Mm. So we've worked on different ways to, to figure out how to do that. Um, and just like set up little goals, like eat lunch every day. Because I wasn't doing that. So now I do yeah. that now. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like, yeah. go to bed before 1 o'clock. Like, because <laughs> I was like Friend. staying up late. I know. Um, just like small. And I'm like, now that's like, I do that Yeah. anyway. You know, and like, take a 10-minute break. That was really hard for me. Yeah. I was like, I need to be at the desk all the time. I need to be working. Like, no, you need to take a 10-minute break. Like, you need to have that time for yourself. Like, that mental space. Walk away from your desk. Okay, I do that now. I ate lunch outside yesterday. You know, like, it's a lot of, like, small goals. And and for me, like, I've gone to therapy in times, like, I feel like I, you know, I handle a lot of things. Like, life is hard. I handle mm-hmm. a lot of things. But, like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just too much for me to handle by myself. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that my parents can necessarily help me with or my friends. Like, they can help me, but it's not enough. Right. So for me, that's what therapy has been is like that extra step to help me deal with things that are just like out of what I can handle. Yeah. 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 I think that's great. I think it's great too. Like as I'm listening to you talk about this again, I'm, <laughs> I'm just realizing like how proactive you are as a person and like, I don't know, like if I was in your same situation, I don't know if I would think to myself hmm, this is the point where I need to go seek outside help. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't, I'm not sure if that's common or not. I don't know if it but is. But I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't know if it's because, like, I've, I've had friends who have been to therapy or people who, like, I know people who are in therapy mm-hmm. now, and, like, I know how much it helps them, and mm-hmm. I know, like, like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like, yeah. it can only help, you know, in my opinion, so it was like, yeah, this is like an extreme thing, and I know like I need to do something about it, and that's something I can do, and so far it's worked out. Yeah. 
So I don't I don't know that's if that's it. a common thing to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, because just in my own personal experience, I mean, I know I'm definitely abnormal in this, <laughs> in this sense. Like, most people don't do this, but I I was having a hard time sophomore year. I'm not really sure. I was just like not sleeping, not mm-hmm. eating well, just getting really just like very anxious all the time and mm-hmm. like having a hard time finding my place at NYU and that sort of thing, which is a really common problem at NYU, I've yeah. since discovered. Yeah. Because it's such a big school and like we don't really have a campus. A common space, yeah. Yeah, so it's hard for people to meet each other and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was having a really hard time. And I was kind of like reaching for this goal that wasn't really achievable. I was like, I need to have X amount of friends. Like, I oh. need to do like X, Y, Z. Like, it was yeah. very like, why am I not doing these things? I had this like preconceived notion in my head of what I needed to be doing, but like didn't exist at NYU. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for a really long time, I was just like having... I was just feeling really shitty all the time, but, like, didn't go to a therapist. Like, mm-hmm. it took a really, really long time and, like, many, many breakdowns for me to be, like, okay, this is, like, I've hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like you bypassed that step. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Um... That's, yeah, I yeah, don't know. I and that's I, the way it should be. Like, yeah. that's where the stigma comes in. Because right. it's like, if someone had just said to me, like, Laura, like, clearly you're having a hard time. Just mm-hmm. go. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, that, I shouldn't say that. Okay, People yeah, were yeah. saying that to me. Yeah. People were saying that to me. But, like, if I had said that to myself. Right. And, and just done it, then maybe, like, I would have, the whole semester wouldn't have been complete shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's like a hard decision too. Um, I guess not for me, it wasn't hard, but I know for people it is hard. Um, and it's hard sometimes to admit that you need help, you know, like you're like, no, I can do it. Like I can do it. And then it just gets harder and harder. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, you have to make a decision as like, Hey, you know what? I can't, but that's okay because I'm a person Mm -hmm. and like people can't do everything. Yeah. They can do a lot of stuff. People Mm -hmm. are amazing. Yeah. But sometimes they're just, some things that are so extreme that you need outside help, and sometimes mm-hmm. that outside help is a therapist. Yeah. Sometimes it's your friends, sometimes it's your parents. Like, yeah, I feel like you know, it's mental health. It's your health. You know, it's it's a part of you. It's like you're a person, and you need to take care of yourself. Right. So that's like not something that should be ignored. Um, you know, it's just as important as like eating healthy. It's like, it's all tied in. Yeah, because, I mean, I wasn't eating healthy because I had anxiety and stress. You know, like, they're they're connected. Yeah. Eat healthy and sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you function better as a person Mm -hmm. if you're not, you know, keeping yourself. So I used to, what I would do is I would like, not go to sleep because if I didn't go to sleep, I wouldn't have to wake up and go to work. That's not a healthy thing to do. Like, that's not a healthy thing to do. Like, you should go to sleep. Like, yeah, like, work is bad, but, like, you know, you have to go and get a paycheck. But I was, like, I was, like, yeah, no, if I just don't go to sleep, like, then I won't have to wake. But you still are going to sleep and wake up. You know, the day is still coming. Yeah. But I was, like, no, this is fine. So I'd be up until, like, 5 a.m. and I have to go to work at 9 o'clock. And I'm, like, this is fine. Like, 
it's fine. And then it, it's not fine. And it was like yeah. harder to work as a tired person, especially yeah. when there's so much going on. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I guess I was able to identify when things were not healthy, but it's not always easy to do that. Yeah. What's something people can do to to know if it's, like, if therapy is a good solution for them? Well, I would say, like, you should, you can always try it, you know? And, like, if the first person isn't good, then try again. Like, I had to find three until I found a really great one mm-hmm. at NYU. And, like, I lucked out with this one that I have yeah. um, with my work issue. Um, but, you know, sometimes it just depends. Like, you want... You're, you want to feel like you can trust your therapist and open up to them and that they won't judge you. Like, they're not supposed to. That's their job. They're mm-hmm. supposed to listen and help you reflect and, you know, help you see a different perspective or help you with coping with things or, you know, help you explain to yourself, like, why you do certain things. Like, there's a lot of different mm-hmm. types of ther- therapy, too. So if you're able to identify something that maybe doesn't seem right or is an unhealthy behavior or something like that, you can always try. Mm-hmm. I go every week for work, but eventually I'm hoping to go only every other week and eventually I'm hoping to stop because I want to be able to feel like I can handle it and I am okay, you know? Yeah. Like, for me, I feel like it's something that I can work through because um, mm-hmm. it seems like a temp- I'm hoping it's a temporary thing, but, you know, I, I don't know see yeah yeah. um but I know for other people it's like a long-term thing and that's okay too you know if you have to go twice a week then you go twice a week like there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah because what you're doing is working on yourself Mm -hmm. and like making yourself better and like if you're a better you then like you're a better you for the world you know yeah yeah everything you will do will be better exactly Yeah. yeah yeah that's true so yeah, I feel like I, there's lots of options out there, and, like, I mean, you won't know until you try, um, but you can't That's try true. if you're closed-minded and, you know, you're not going to. Yeah. So you just, like, open your mind and, like, give it a try. Do it so, sooner rather than later. Yeah. From my experience. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could it could be something really beneficial. And if you, go, if you go once or twice and you don't think it's working, then you can stop. Yeah. It's amazing like that. You can go, <laughs> and you can not go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's kind of what happened with me. So we had, like, at NYU, I guess, they, like, assign you a therapist, mm-hmm. I guess. And then you get, you can either do, like, ten sessions, mm-hmm. or they can refer you to someone else. Right, yeah, I did ten sessions. Yeah, so I did the ten sessions, and then, did I even do the ten sessions? I think I did all 10. I don't know, but I got to some stopping point. Maybe it was the end of the semester or something. And then I was, wasn't was sure if it was really the best thing for me or not. Mm-hmm. And then I just stopped. And then, like, by that point, had kind of, like, even just opened up to the idea of going to therapy and, like, mm-hmm. recognizing that I had a problem that I, like, wanted to address. Mm-hmm. And just doing that, I was able to just, like, talk so much more openly about it with my friends and, like, recognize the problem and then, like, Mm -hmm. actually work through it more so just, like, with my friends. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, I mean, that also, yeah. Um, Because with therapy, you have to be really open and, like, vulnerable and, like, 
sometimes say stuff that you wouldn't say to anyone else, but it's, yeah. like, stuff that you, like, maybe makes you scared or, you know, like, it's a truth about you that you didn't want to acknowledge, things like that. Like, yeah, like, once you say it once mm-hmm. and no one, like, the world doesn't explode, you know? Yeah, no. You, you realize that it's, like... It's okay. It's You're thing. still like, there. Yeah. And, yeah. and if yeah. it's something you want to change, then you can, you know, that could be your goal mm-hmm. and you can work on changing it. Mm-hmm. If, if it's something, you know, you want to make better, then you can do that. Like, mm-hmm. it's really, I feel like mostly I can just help you, you know, and, and really you're helping yourself. Yeah. And like, who doesn't want to help themselves? <laughs> I don't know. Some people don't. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's interesting. I feel like some people have very negative experiences with it. Yeah, I and you know, so that may not be the thing for them, or you know, they weren't taking it in with a with an open mind, or or you know, like I had a friend. She started with one therapist, and she felt like that therapist was judging her, Mm -hmm. and. Maybe that wasn't true, but even if you have that perception, you know, like, okay, that makes you uncomfortable, that's okay. And she tried with someone else, she didn't like it, and then she went to group therapy and she found out that's what she needed, you know? It's it's not an easy road, usually, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you, like, go consistently and and make time, because that was another thing was, like, how did yeah, you even make time I, to right. Do this? So I <laughs> when the problem was you're so busy, <laughs> right? So I had to make my appointments at eight o'clock on Monday nights, um, and like sometimes I would still have work, but I would be like, no, I have to, like I have to make time for myself because that's one of the problems. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that, and this is for my health. So I have to go, like I have to leave seven thirty so I can walk to the office. Um, and, like, now, because I also, I work on boundaries, like, do I actually have to stay at work that late, or, like, can I come tomorrow? Like, I, I feel like I was um, giving a lot more, uh, and that was, like, the problem. I just gave a lot to my work. Yeah. And I wasn't leaving anything for me. Mm-hmm. So now I have, like, boundaries, like, you know, taking breaks and making mm-hmm. sure I'm, I'm having lunch is, like, mm-hmm. putting up a boundary and being, like, okay. Like, this work is important, but I'm also important. Yeah. So I'm going to have that time. So, yeah, I mean, I was like, I was like, I don't think I can commit, commit to 7 o'clock, but maybe 8 o'clock, you yeah, know? And yeah. I'm, I think I'm her last session on Mondays. Mm-hmm. But that's how I, I sort of got around it. So have you noticed, like, since you started doing these things at work, that has it ever come up with your coworkers? Or... Have you noticed that anyone else does these sort of things, or, like, you just do it by um, yourself? I feel like, because... Or is there, like, some sort of culture around, like, taking a break that you feel like you're going against, or have you had No, I feel like a lot of it was, like, self-imposed. Like, I was like, I can't take a break because I have to keep working, but, like, if I took a ten-minute break, like, the world wouldn't fall apart. You yeah, know, yeah. like, <laughs> my boss wouldn't be like... Okay, like, Aren't you working? Yeah. <laughs> why didn't you answer that email right away? You know, yeah, like, yeah. it happens. So it, it was a lot of, like, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself, and, and that was something that I had to work through, too, because I was, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. so frustrated, and then my therapist was, like, well, mm-hmm. you know, like, who's making you do this? And I was, yeah. like, oh, I am. 
okay, well, that's a problem, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, like figuring that out and figuring out, um, you know, what I can do about it and how I can like change mm-hmm. my perspective. And now, you know, I can leave. I mean, sometimes agency life, you have to stay late mm-hmm. sometimes. You have to come in early sometimes. Um, I was doing it all the time and it was a busy time, but now I'm like managing better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like can prioritize things better and like, including myself, you know, um, I signed up for a gym recently because I, I didn't want to do it. I was like, go to the gym. It's the, I, I was the like, best solution. It, <laughs> the best and only solution. I know. That was really not a great, she was not great. Maybe for other people she would have been great. That's the thing. Like that could have been a perfect thing for someone else to yeah, do if yeah. that's something that brought them comfort or like made them feel better. But for me it wasn't, you know, I needed to be asked questions where it was like, let's put this in a different perspective. Like, what's really going on, you yeah, know, like that, yeah. and that's what works for me, yeah, so I think it is about finding a fit, you yeah, know, because, line. yeah, <laughs> the gym, you but no, so I, 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 <laughs> um, I, I didn't want to sign up for gym before, like, I was feeling really, like, hadn't exercised in a really long time, and I used to be a dancer, and I would dance, like, from, like, three to, Whenever, whenever age you are in high school, 18, mm-hmm. I danced. Mm-hmm. And then, and by the end, I was dancing, like, every single day. And then I went to college, and then it, like, slowly declined, mm-hmm. the exercising. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, I know it'll be good, like, just to get some cardio in, like, get mm-hmm. my heart pumping. And I never wanted to sign up. And because, like, I was like, well, I don't want to commit to something if I can't go. Like, yeah. I'm working all these hours, whatever. And then I finally did it, and now I, like go a couple times a week and I'm like this is good and then soon I'm gonna after I like work up my cardio for a little bit I'm gonna start doing classes you know like kickboxing and hip-hop and you know they have like aqua aerobics in great in a pool you know and I'm a big supporter of aqua aerobics yeah so I'm like totally down for that um but I feel like I can do that now Mm -hmm. um because I'm I'm able to be like okay it's seven o'clock. I'm gonna leave. And, it's so and funny if I too, leave, like, like <laughs> you know, like seven a, o'clock, you know, that's early. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I know. You know. I mean, I was in the I was in the office until eight thirty. Did you leave um, at seven today? I did. I left. I think I left at seven. And yeah, like I could have. Yeah, I could have um, stayed later, and there yeah. were still people in my room. But I was like, no, like I have somewhere to be. So I'm leaving. Aww. Yeah. You prioritize <laughs> I'm not, me. I'm not doing you. Know, it's like I'm not I'm not gonna stay here. Because whatever whatever needs to be done, I, I, I like get it done in time. That's the thing too, is like I work really hard and even when like crazy deadlines are thrown at me, like I still do them. So that yeah. was like something yeah. I also had to figure out too was like Okay, so what if you you're did, gonna get it like done. what if you did leave early? Like you're still gonna do it yeah. and it's still gonna be fine and yeah. you're gonna get it done. So like it's okay to leave early yeah you know mm-hmm. so I, I'm much better now and it, I mean it, mm-hmm. you know it's like a particular situation but mm-hmm. you know drop in whatever and you work on it and and you figure out you know what's what's really going on and mm-hmm. just like how you can deal with it mm-hmm. and what changes you what's like it's always like for me it's always like small steps that's what works for me is like mm-hmm. Like, I had a homework every week. Mm-hmm. You know, the first week it was eat lunch every day. And the second week it was, like, take a break. 
you know, one of the weeks it was, like, sign up for a dance class or something. And then I was, like, so excited because I was, like, not only did I sign up for a dance class, like, I signed up for a gym that has classes, and I already went once. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, like, what now? What now? Um, that's good. But that, that I mean, that's, that's a... A t- like it's a technique style. that works for me, you know, mm-hmm. and for another mm-hmm. person, it may be to like tackle it head on and like mm-hmm. go big, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's the thing too, is like people are different and people's problems are different and the solutions for those problems depend on who you are. So I would say like, don't give up mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out the first time Yeah, because you may have, like, you may not have found the right person or group you may not have found the right method yet, but, like, don't be discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking to me about this. Yeah. It's like a lot. I'm really happy that we <laughs> talked about it. I mean, I feel like, you know, just even giving your one perspective or your experience is mm-hmm. just so helpful anyway because no one talks about what yeah. happens. Yeah. I'm not even sure half the people that listen to this podcast knew that I went to therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. No. You know, it's not. Yeah, me neither. a big deal. And, and, like, I have talked about my experience with other people, and, and they've, like, asked me questions about it, and then they've considered it themselves, and I'm like, yeah, go for it, like. Perfect. Good. Exactly. <laughs> like, take care of yourself, you know? I, like, yeah. that's, I think that's great, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. For me, it's helped me, I, it's helped a lot of my friends, Mm -hmm. um, and we've all gone through different things. Like, Mm -hmm. the issues that we're dealing with are different, and the ways that we're dealing with them are different, and that's totally fine. You know, we're all taking care of ourselves in the way that makes the most sense. This shower head was so amazing. We'll both be high. The help don't stare. They just walk by. They must don't care. You know, mental health is such a huge topic, and I'm not going to try to cover mental health in its entirety. Fran and I are obviously very lucky because we've both we've taken steps to kind of resolve our own issues, recognize there's a problem, had the resources available to us to kind of act upon that, and hopefully are generally pretty happy and stable. But obviously there's people that don't live that way, that have chronic depression, that have suicidal thoughts or actions, and and many, many other types of um, mental illness that is both related to social issues such as LGBTQ youth that are just have seen, you know, unprecedented suicide rates and, and other issues like this. It's, it's a huge, huge topic, but at least one message to kind of get across is the fact that no issue is too small, no issue is too big. Whoever you may be, whatever your issue is, considering therapy as an option is just one, one step you can take but it's a step in the right direction. It worked for Fran. Partially worked for me. And it could work for you. I mean, that's that's really kind of the, the message. I don't want to discount 
anyone else's experience. Maybe they had a negative experience with therapy. Maybe they don't have access to that. Maybe it's, you know, involves medication, whatever it may be. There are many different experiences and they're all valid. I will see you in in two weeks for another episode and a newsletter after that. Joy rising, daddy's jaguar. Too many white lies and white lines. Super rich kids with nothing but loose ends. Super rich kids with nothing but fake friends. Real love. I'm searching.